It's the Wheel of Topics. My name is Paul Elvis. We got more great guests today, including to the left of the wheel, we got Nick the Rat, all the way from the sewers in New York. How you doing, sir? <laughs> He's ready to rock. <laughs> uh, to the right of the wheel, we got Christina Hogue. How you doing, Christina? Good, thanks. <laughs> and just below Christina, we got Jay Daniel Sawyer. How you doing? Having a great time. Good to be here. <laughs> and back with us again in the live window just below the wheel is Oz the Builder. How you doing, Oz? And he's building something today. Maybe we'll uh, find out what he's doing a little bit later on, but he's got the drill out. Looks like he's got the drill out. Things are happening down there. <laughs> so are you guys all ready to spin the wheel? Yeah. Yep. Let's see what happens. I'm going to press the button. You know, it's all automatic. <laughs> <laughs> and oh wow podcasts <laughs> right on into it's it's on the line i know it's really close but it's podcasts cool all right so um let's see who's got some pie i, I know nick's got a podcast tell us a bit about uh, your your shows nick <laughs> uh uh my podcast is about um uh uh the stuff that most people are scared to talk about, like shadow people and aliens and and big Bigfoot and uh, uh, and chalk. We just talked about chakras last week, and um, it. I think we discussed maybe one of them, but then I then I got sidetracked because I don't think colors should be uh, associated with chakras. But yeah, we also play really cool music and yeah, I like podcasts. What? what, what this is a podcast right this is a podcast i guess you know does, does youtube count and twitch i guess it counts <laughs> the, the, the definition of podcast is definitely uh very fluid it's very uh mm -hmm. fluid work these days uh christina did you guys listen to any podcasts uh, i know uh, jay daniel he's been podcasting uh, or he did podcast some of his uh, audio stuff he's got audiobooks on uh, on the audible any favorites any favorite podcasts you might listen to I don't know. I, I love the true crime podcasts, you know, like Serial and all those sort of classic ones. I forget what the oh, have you, uh, called, have you found Michael cool. Connolly's murder book yet? I just listened to that a few weeks ago. It's really good. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like Michael Connolly. Yeah, I like him. I like, murder yeah, there's kind of really, uh, there's one, the New Yorker has one, has some really like, really quirky stories from, you know, true stories about quirky things and stuff. This wasn't about a a guy in Long Island who lived next to a psychiatrist who was getting like ripped off and stuff. <laughs> Just like Christina, really. Can I ask you a question? Do, do you like these? Do you like these uh, murder murder podcasts because you yourself might have murdered somebody, or are you? Uh, um, are do you like just death and stuff? I don't know. I like solving puzzles. So, you know, like you go along and, and each episode of the po podcast, you hear evidence and you kind of like solve the, you know, the, 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 the murder or whatever it is. But I do so tend to write dark. Yes, I do tend to have write detective murders fetishism. Like you're a, you're a, you're a detective fetish. Okay. okay. I'll go with that. Yes, I have detective fetish. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Ready?
Round and round she goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Maybe Nick knows. Nick knows. Nick knows where it's stopping. Oh my. Oh lord. Florida man. Florida man. He has arrived. Florida man. <laughs> so, so we've been doing guessing games with the Florida man recently. So we're, we're going to stay on that. We're going to stay on that. I'm just going to get myself prepared here. Um, we're going to go around the panel here and uh, we'll let you know that George Bustamante, Florida man, uh, he was looking for kingfish. He was fishing. Uh, he wanted either kingfish or mahi-mahi. And he was uh, fishing off Pompano Beach uh, Monday. And um, he found something. So we're, I think we're going to... And no cheating on the Google there, Nick. Uh, and we're going to go around the, 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 the table here. <laughs> Nick's like looking up the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> go around the table here and say, what do you think he found? Uh, he, he, he fished out of the water other than kingfish or mahi mahi maybe we'll start with nick <laughs> hmm. i'm gonna say he fished some uh, spanish treasure oh eh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no no oh. <laughs> a severed hand or foot oh a good wow space force good try but uh, no sorry sorry jay Nick, <laughs> this was this was in Florida. It's always in Florida, my friend. It's Florida man. Yeah. Was, was it a river or the ocean? Oh, I'm not sure. Where uh, I think Pompano Beach is off the uh, the ocean. Yeah. Because uh, 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 he, he had to talk to the Coast Guard, you know. So yeah. Well, in that case, it was a. Uh, I don't want to say a man-sized because that would be uh, a human-sized dildo that. Uh, <laughs> That <laughs> <And> vibrated. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Wouldn't that just be a model of the state of Florida? <laughs> it's it's what the the locals actually call this. It's it has happened so commonly in Florida that uh, the the locals have a name for this. They call it a square grouper. And uh, let's let's bring it up here for you. Wow. It's called a square grouper. Where's my where's my button? It's a, a lame it. groupie. <laughs> no, it's a kilo of marijuana. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, not 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 sure about the pot laws in Florida, but uh, I mean, was he allowed to keep it? We don't know. We'll have to check back on this story later at a later time. A square well, grouper. To the Coast Guard, they wouldn't have given it back because they're federal. Oh yeah, they would keep it and and smoke it themselves for no doubt. Smoke it yeah. themselves. <laughs> The square grouper. Shot to see. You know, if you find that in like this Lake Ontario, you can keep it. You know, you just got to divide it up amongst your would friends because, you, you know. Paul, Paul, would you smoke? <laughs> would you smoke drugs you found in the ocean no. on the beach? Would you be like, oh, I found no. drugs on the beach. Let me take these. Well, I, I don't no. know if I would. Uh, even though I love marijuana, I might stay away. Very from salty. It. <laughs> it might be That's a bit salty. <laughs> Oh Lord! A square grouper, salty. Around it goes. Where it stops, we don't know. We don't know. Oh, what's this? What's this? Wilderness. Wilderness. Wowzers! It's one of yours, Jay. We talk about the wilderness. 
what about it? I'm in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my mind often because I inhabit it. Okay, where where, where are you where at, you... Uh, Jay? I'm up. I'm up in the remotest corner of Maine at the moment. My normal digs are in a remote corner of Washington. Noise, noise, noise. Yeah, it must be gorgeous. Now, do, does any of that experience make it into your books? Oh, I, I know. I, I've the so, ones I've read from you they all happen in you know space and stuff. So, well, there's I've got the the books that are set in space, and then I've got the mystery series, which is set in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm -hmm. But um, stuff that happens in the wilderness shows up in the books often, sometimes transmogrified, and of course, a lot of the stuff I've had to learn to live out here definitely shows up. Um, minor characters, puzzles that my characters have to solve, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Interesting. The wilderness. So uh, you're a little bit off the grid over there, or are you prepped? You, you have uh, I'm not the... here. I will be when I get back to Washington. Okay. Okay. I'm in the middle of the city. Right? I, still, I still have my because You're using a camera on the internet with uh, not, not candlelight. So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I escaped the city. I loved it, and then it went septic, so I was gone, and I haven't regretted it at all. Hmm. That's but exactly why I'm from here. One like remote corner to the other remote corner of the country. <laughs> well, I was good. I was on my way to remotest Washington, and I got mm -hmm. sidetracked to come out here to help uh, some family members who needed an extra hand. So once the snow melts, I'm gone. Mm. <laughs> That's uh, gorgeous, Maine. I love Maine. It really is. It's really yeah, beautiful. it's beautiful. I've I've done a few weeks hiking, you know, backpacking, but that's the, as far as you know. Someone's always got like a satellite phone, just in case. You know? <laughs> I do my writing right now at a uh, at a desk area that I've set up outside with some metal heat shields and a wood stove that sits right next to me. So minus 14 degrees, I'm toasty warm, working on my novels, looking out, watching the birds and the squirrels and everything else. Wow. You and Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> up in Maine, yeah. Yep. Maybe maybe we'll have to do a outdoors version of Wheel of Topics one day. We'll have to actually have the wheel oh, out in the fun. forest. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? A Bigfoot? Uh, oh. Only my only my own. Um, I've got fairly big feet, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> Good question. We should put Fair Bigfoot on the wheel. <laughs> Around it goes. Look at that. Nick giving it a little bit more. A little bit more. Oh, look at that. In a world oh. full of movies, here's another movie. Right. Wow. Let's talk about some movies that we've enjoyed recently. Let's, you know, sometimes people don't just want to hear you talking about your website and your books. They want to get to know you, right? They want to know, what, what was Christina watching recently? What, what movies does she enjoy? What's Nick watching when he's not, you know, in the sewer on the microphone? <laughs> uh, oh, I just realized Nick is in this actually in the sewer. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I keep yeah, expecting James cool. Bond to come out, you know. <laughs> yes, it looks like that. Me, I've been watching Stargate reruns for the last two months, so <laughs> I can't even remember the last movie I watched, to be honest. But uh, there, there's, you know, we haven't been out to the movies in a year most of us because you know we haven't been able to the the authorities won't you know let you open your movie theater so 
I mean, what have you guys been watching at home? I know a lot of people have been going through some weird and different stuff that they normally wouldn't have just because they ran out of stuff to watch. <laughs> uh, you want to go first, Christina? No, go ahead, Dan. Um, I've been uh, recently going through some old good stuff for my writing podcast and doing commentaries on them. So last oh. month we did a commentary on the Ethan Hawke film Predestination which is the tightest time paradox script I have ever seen. Oh. Um, it, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, this month, uh, tomorrow, actually, we're doing Clue, the old, uh, the old mystery with Tim Curry and that oh, whole wow. crowd. So it's been really fun revisiting a lot of uh, the older films that I learned a lot of writing tricks from. Paul, you've mm. disappeared. Yeah, yeah uh, I went to go uh, get some popcorn. You guys are talking movies. Huh? Yeah, pop. <laughs> heard the pop. That movie. Okay, well, I, I have I have beef with time travel. How, mm. how do you feel uh, time travel affects stories? I generally hate it because yeah. <laughs> most people don't take the topic. If you open a topic like that, it's kind of like opening nuclear weapons or whatnot, and then pretending that it only. Uh, impacts a little corner of the world if you're going to open something that big it has to affect everything and so, so, so you so you think that it can be done right though it can be done right it's been done right on a few occasions and they've it's been done so well that it's spoiled my taste for everything else but predestination is one of those that does it right the back hmm. to the future trilogy does it pretty damn well not perfectly but pretty well well, the, the pictures um, are kind and of, then, <laughs> the fading pictures. Come yeah, on, that's yeah. a bit. You know, the, pic, the picture's a bit of a of a weird MacGuffin. I, but after I the, disagree the with you one hundred percent, only but, because um, I hate time travel. But uh, it's weird that I hate time travel because I like Star Trek. I know, right? And yeah, it. I I started <laughs> to get really bored of the later Star Trek series when they started to depend so much on time travel. Oh my God! It's it's so much. It's, I didn't even realize it because I was like watching Star Trek and I, and I love it. And then my friends find out that I hate time travel and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, you watch Star Trek, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to see it done really well, check out uh, the Ethan Hawke film Predestination or read the story that it was based on, which is All You Zombies by Robert Heinlein. It is a perfect mm -hmm. time paradox. Oh, there's every a yeah. single every it's single perfect. Piece of it fits it's a together. paradox. <laughs> it, it it's the perfect closed loop it's very hard to do and he pulls it off it was an entertaining well, he's one movie. of the masters robert heinlein of science yeah. fiction he comes up like every, now, i'm not a big fan of time travel either, do. but i do like outlander <laughs> i just like the historical part of outlander i don't oh, like yeah. the time you okay travel. there nick you okay nick just gave you a thumbs up for outlander <laughs> yeah, and I, I I like good historicals. I think Nick, and I'm willing to yeah, forgive a lot to get. I think to I think James Bond is gonna come through there any second now. How to make up a little clip to do that? <laughs> there he is. There's James Bond. <laughs> oh, I love it. James Bond made his appearance. Oh my, what's going on? What's, something's happening here. Guys, we're, we're having some kind of technical. I, I don't know what's going on. It, it, it's got a mind of its own. It, it wants to talk movies. No. What round it goes? And literally, no. No, I think the movie, the movie. What's happening here? Oh, here's one. 
What are you reading? <laughs> it won't engage, guys. I'm trying to engage it. Here we go. What's on your... What's, what's on, your, on your... What's on your nightstand? What's on your Audible account? What are you reading? Wow, that wheel was uh, freaking out there. Hey, why, why don't we uh, talk about... Uh, since we have some authors here, we'll talk about what... Not only what are you reading, what are you writing? Uh, maybe we'll start with... Uh, Let's see if I start with Christina. What's what are you writing? What's going on? Well, I'm writing a mystery, actually, and it's um, it's going to have a podcast in it. And so there's one theme that goes, one narrative theme that goes through. It's the the podcast, and then there's the, the sort of the real time, the which it looks into a cold case. Then there's a real time, you know, mystery of a girl, a woman uh, looking into an thing that an event that happened in her past, and then eventually these two threads will converge so that's that uh like fun yeah so i've got i'm working on the second draft right now so i'm working on putting more emotional heft into the characters and stuff but uh that's what i'm working on now is there anything on your kindle your nightstand or your audible account right now or is, i know some authors they try to focus on their own work they try not to get too lost in you know, other worlds while they're focusing on a work, but is there anything you've read recently that you could uh, recommend? Yeah, I, I mean, I always read. I read like a book a week. I'm like, a, I just don't feel like, you know, I have to have something I'm reading. So I'm always on the search for good books. And I just finished Into the Jungle. It was about, speaking of wilderness, it was about a, a, an American girl who gets, uh, falls in love or, with this uh, Bolivian Indian guy and goes into the jungle and then all sorts of things happen in the jungle with, the, with their with this indigenous Did they start an OnlyFans account for that? What was that? <laughs> Didn't they start an OnlyFans account for that? I heard there was a big um, uh, uh, I'm so, I'll, I'll step out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just read Into the Jungle and uh, now I'm reading a more literary book of Paragon. I don't, I don't even know how to say it by column. It, McCann, and it's about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, so it's heavy. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Jay, uh, what are you writing? What are you reading? Is Rob Suave up to any more uh, hijinks? Yeah, Suave Rob is up to three books now. Um, the most recent was Suave Rob's Amazing Ass Saving Association. I just finished book nine in my Clark Lantham mystery series. And I am currently working on volume four of an unreleased six volume series, which deals with the first interplanetary war. Um, altogether, it's going to be at about a million and a half words. And I've got to release it all at once wow. because I'm finding that I have to do a lot of jump back and forth, adjusting continuity as I unfold it. So, Wow. <laughs> is, is this anything like leisure, le leisure suit, Larry? For some no, reason, no, no, uh, Rob. Rob books kind of could feel a bit like that. <laughs> Suave Rob is a far future transsexual daredevil that does things like surf supernovas and skin dives the Marianas Trench and uh, uh, goes up against uh, other daredevils and all sorts of hijinks and gets that into sounds a like lot of space dandy, gets into a lot of bar fights. Does he have a pompadour? <laughs> nope, no, oh, nope. that would be great. More, more like an evil Knievel sword. Ah. <laughs> and Nick, uh, anything on your uh, nightstand or your Audible account? Well, uh, my you can check out Nick. constantly vibrating. <laughs> you're supposed to turn the vibrator off when you're done with it. <laughs> Good Lord. It helps me go to sleep. I like white noise when I go to bed. I have a, actually have like an air filter. 
I always need, I, I, I need some white noise. I actually, um, um, oh, I'm saying actually a lot now. It's, filler words are horrible. Um, a headband, like a sleep, like a sleep eye sleeper. What are they called? A sleep mask? Sleep mask. Mm -hmm. And it's got like Bluetooth little headphones in it. And it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jennifer in the, in the chat room, uh, Dame, Dame Jennifer says uh, she hopes Oz is building something gluten-free this week. I think he is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. It would be interesting if he used uh, gluten glue as a construction material. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Oz is up to. Hey, yeah, Oz, look at that. Is that gluten-free uh, torch there? We just interrupt all his work on Sundays. That's that's our job. <laughs> What's going on, Oz? <laughs> uh, I can assure Jennifer that this is absolutely gluten-free. I'm still pretty sure wood's not gluten-free, guys. I'm pretty... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's what we've been reading, Nick. Uh, nothing going on in the uh, on the Audible account. Okay, I'll, I'll, all right. Uh, the, the, Give us I a read, pick. I read a book. Have you ever heard of a uh, the the Baroque Cycle by Neil Stephenson? Oh, yes. That that after I read that, I was like, I don't think I have to read anymore. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> tough to get through, man. That's not one that you can do while you're doing something complicated. Like you can't listen to that audiobook while you're doing anything complicated. You have to like, you know just listen to that because there's like 500,000 characters and you know I did do it as a as an audiobook and I I went through the whole thing and it 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 really changed my uh uh viewpoint of reality it it lets you look at money in a weird way that's attached to physics sort of yeah it's a very physics and money combined because like money what is money is it like it's like a floating fucking stream through the air or is it a physical actual thing and and this book uh or seven books uh lets you let you explore how it how it became a physical to a uh, a metaphysical uh creation and and a lot about uh uh, uh drugs just a lot of drug use too <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure uh, let's uh, move along, and we're going to hit this button here. Where, what is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the wheel. It's going to spin again. My God. Oh, no. You're almost there. I think somebody's cheating. There's a, we need an anti-cheat. Whoa. Whoa. We... I think this is one of Christina's picks, but uh, we've already talked about cannabis today. I'm pretty sure. What's <laughs> Fred? As though it's an old movie, Friendly Stranger. <laughs> I think uh, the the topic is, what's the nicest thing of a stranger or the nicest interaction that you've ever had with a stranger? I think that was the the topic of choice. And if anyone has a story about that, I'm trying to think now. Hmm. It's the nicest thing, nicest interaction you ever had with a stranger. Uh, when I was uh, 18 years old, my girlfriend and I were in Portland and I was busking just for the hell of it. I wasn't a very good guitar player, but we sat down on the street and 
played the guitar and sang some songs just for the hell of it. And a, what, what song? What, what was your God, what was your favorite song to sing? It was uh, probably Sounds of Silence or something like that. <laughs> And uh, a couple came by and started talking to us and um, then quite unexpectedly dropped 20 bucks in the uh, in the guitar case and told me to take her out to dinner. Well, that's nice. Yeah, very nice. I had, a, I had an incident once. Um, I was on a bus in Jordan, traveling in Jordan. And I sat next to a woman and she was traveling with like four kids and one of the kids spoke some English, you know, when she was like 12. And so I was like trying, you know, having this little conversation with her. So they ended up inviting me back to their house when we got to Amman because they were having a, a birthday party. So I ended up going back to their house um, for the birthday party, which was, you know, it wasn't like uh, here. We, there was one room for the men, one room for women and, um, you know, women and children. And then there was another room for the men and the just chairs all around the, the perimeter of the room and and stuff. So but it was very, you know, very cool, very nice, nice. that they invited me to show their their Stranger gave me this. So it kinda hits both meanings of friendly stranger and it was it was full at the time. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing that's my story. It's a short story. <laughs> Mine's even shorter. I was sitting on my hand for about ten minutes. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that was that was crazy what's going on here book burning book burning oh man it's even on fire well, it's a popular oh man what's going on over here i got the green lights turned on for some reason didn't program that button right now i'm kind of see-through <laughs> here but that's fine um wow a lot of book burning going on nowadays guys <laughs> and as i've said to people you know why do you think amazon called their devices the kindle, kindle. and the fire <laughs> you know there's absolutely no reason other than than they knew that they were going to be censoring some books, you know. Well, the the first one they censored, of course, was 1984. I don't know if you remember that back <laughs> yeah. in 2009. They had to put it back on. <laughs> what what part did they censor? Oh, they uh, they, they yanked pulled, it. I think they they, they pulled it off it the store. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? That was well. You guys got sold into an advertisement, people. That was that was a advertisement for buying 1984. Probably, yep. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> just it, it uh, was a glitch. It was a glitch in copyright law. An Australian publisher, where it's in public domain, was selling it, and it's not in public domain in the United States. Mm. Oh. Legal, yeah. legal holes. So uh, we've seen a, a, quite a few recently. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Seuss this week. Yeah, Doctor yeah, Seuss is getting pulled down. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the you know the the estate of Doctor Seuss uh, preemptively. I think they removed five or six of their books from yeah, sale, six of them. just to see if the other ones would survive. Because it was either that or they were just going to pull all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, but, but I, I mean, uh, and Tom Sawyer have had trouble too. They've been pulled um, yep. for certain words that they used, which were common use back then in 18 whatever it was when and aren't even used in an approving sense in the text either right right just yeah. just the appearance so those have those have definitely been burned 
Mm-hmm. Trying trying to destroy information gives it more power. Yeah. And, and, and until we get to a point, Nick, where the, all the platforms are controlled that way and it just vanishes, then <laughs> there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can well, still you go can to the print store. It out yourself. Yeah. You could, uh, you could print your own book. I'm sure there's a, a Dr. Seuss books on Pirates Bay. You could download and print it yeah, out but and then, then but resell it. But see, Mr. Mr. Gates, he wants to trace everything done online back to your CPU. So you're going to have to keep some yeah, antique CPUs around. That, huh? uh, the, the plan now is that. Uh, your actual processor on your graphics card on your computer are going to have identification number. So even if you send a text, a tweet, uh, even if you post an image online, they'll know that you posted that image. So uh, you went to that Pirate Bay and you downloaded that awful Dr. Seuss book that says that a man becomes a father and a woman who becomes a mother and you can be one too. That's actually one of the books that they're trying to get really valuable. But, 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 but there's still there's still VPN services. I have heard there's a Sir Bemrose VPN. I go through seven VPNs to connect to this stream right here. You'll never find me, Paul. You'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one good thing, guys. We're about half hour in. This book, it is getting really hot up here. <laughs> like, I, I think we're going to take a, a little keep bit. Keep you warm in that cold Canadian winter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think we're going to get. Why, that's why this stuff is so much more popular north of the border than south. You guys have colder winters than we do. You got to set all the heretics on fire and all the br- books. Oh my God! I'm trying to uh, pick a, a animated no agenda here that we can uh, that we can play. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Um, just so you guys can all go refresh in your drinks, you know, or go to the bathroom, go or whatever you've got to do. Uh, Nick's going to smoke some weed. Uh, we're going to be back in, let's say, about... Ooh, I'm going to pick one of these guys here. Let's see. Enron meets Wall Street bets. Oh, that's a good one, eh? Let's do it. Yay! Jennifer, we got an ah yay from Jennifer, so I don't, I don't think she's going to send us a takedown notice. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jennifer. So we're going to... Take that quick break, and we'll be right back, guys. You got anything uh, else before we leave? I have a couple of things I want to play. One, because okay. I have, we have some, I put this in the show notes. Play the Mars mission dart analogy off of NPR. Day with the touchdown of the rover Perseverance on the Martian surface, landing the completed by far the riskiest part of the mission, placing the car-sized plutonium-powered rover on a five-by-four-mile strip. The feat likened to throwing a dart from Washington, D.C. and hitting a bullseye in Dallas. The rover's cameras almost immediately began broadcasting pictures from the Martian surface. The rover nicknamed Percy will spend the next two years collecting rock samples and other material that at some future date will be collected by another mission and returned to Earth. Yeah. So you, it's like taking a dart from Washington, D.C., throwing it and hitting a bullseye in Dallas. <laughs> now, the, the, the first thing I thought of when I heard that was, gee, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. How did we hit the Chinese embassy by accident oh, in Belgrade? Oh, this is why you wanted it in the show notes. Okay, I got it. In nice. 1999. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> with, yeah. our, with our pinpoint GPS CIA program precision, how could we miss? And we hit the Chinese embassy. <gasps> Shocker. So I thought about that. So I looked it up to get the details. And I, the, the new information that's come to light on this bombing, I didn't know, know half of the story. People should look into the show notes and read about this accidental bombing of the Chinese embassy in Belgrade. For one thing, that we launched a lot of bombs in the area. 
the CIA had access to only three of these guided missiles. All three of the CIA guided missiles hit the Chinese embassy. Whoopsie. Not one, not two, all three. Uh, they had the right information. They also had the do not hit list, which, uh, yeah, which the, was the database. The database. They had the right list. They also found, discovered that the CIA had the right maps because they made the, they said, oh, well, it was an accident because we had the wrong, we had old maps. And they, it turns out, so there's nothing <laughs> to indicate that the CIA didn't bomb the Chinese embassy in on 1999 purpose. on purpose. On purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they claim, well, it was, you know, it was an accident. Which kind of gives you know, them a little bit of reason to be angry at us and retaliate. It killed three Chinese reporters is all the real fallout was, I mean, mm. besides destroying it, the building. It's, it's, not, it's not friendly. And I would recommend people read the whole report because it's a very, very intriguing a set of circumstances where this thing was hit. And I was immediately reminded of throwing a dart from Washington, D.C. and hitting a bullseye in <laughs> Dallas. We can do that, but we can't miss the Chinese embassies. Okay. Yeah, it's under China in the show notes is where I put it. We're back from our break. Just getting settled in here. I had to run back. It was a short one. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, James Bond is going to return soon. <laughs> just saw on Facebook something we were just talking about. Dr. Seuss. There's a like a, a meme. They canceled your feelings. They canceled your thoughts. They canceled the Dr. Seuss bought books that you bought. We'll cancel your culture and history, they said. They even canceled poor Mr. Potato Head. They'll cancel your clothes and the shoes that you wear. They'll cancel your opinions and the style of your hair. You warriors of justice, I ask you, please, stop trying to cancel the air that I breathe. My goodness. For I live, this is from Australia. <laughs> For I live in Australia, the land of the free, and one thing is certain, you won't cancel me. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice in a Dr. Seuss style. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna spin the wheel and see if uh, spinning it will bring back uh, Nick. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's never spun the other way. That's wow. This wheel is possessed. I, I think so. It's never spun the other way, though. That's that's a first. Episode two. Worst trip ever. All right. Worst trip ever. What's your worst trip experience? <laughs> Going to my in-laws. All right, next. <laughs> Going to the in-laws. Good answer. In the morning. There you go. Ah. Uh, Jay, uh, what's your worst trip experience uh, ever? Call me Dan, by the way. Jay's just yeah, my I know. first initial. I like calling you Jay. Okay, <laughs> okay Dan. I do that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, the worst one has got to be I was uh, helping a friend move uh, up from Sacramento to coastal Oregon. And as we were packing her truck, uh, as I was driving to her house, my car died. Had to have it towed to her house and put on a tow dolly to go up there. 
Then as we were packing her truck, she fell out of the truck, broke her wrist. Oh, but we were, which put us late to getting her out, but she, she couldn't go to the hospital cause she had to get out on time. So we worked 36 hours straight with her and her broken wrist to get her out of her house. Was she we, tripping or she tripped out of the truck? She backed what? out. She backed out of the truck. Oh my God. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, just um, then after that, on the way up, we stop at a gas station in Oregon to find there's a guy there having a heart attack. So we had to get him aspirin and, and sit with him and help him out till the paramedics came. And we kept going and uh, got to the little coastal town we were going to. And in Oregon, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. And the person who was pumping our gas left the gas pump in the truck. So as we drove off, we took the gas pump with us. Um, we got to where we were going. <laughs> we got to where we were going, got the truck unloaded, and then we had to figure out how to get a car because mine was dead. Oh, and wow. It was up there. I was going to have to come back and get it later. Um, so we had to get me a flight, get a car to get to the airport, but there was no rental car places within 100 miles. So we wound up having to deal with a bunch of locals who were very friendly and got us as far as uh, take as dropping off the truck, which was not which was about a mile's walk from a car rental place. Then we got to the airport two hours late for my flight. So we had to go back, spend a night at her new place and then go back to the airport again. And I made the flight by 20 seconds. Wow. <laughs> Close. <laughs> a good ending. Yeah, I, I've had I've had like uh you know like friends a uh, van the transmission fails and we're stuck in Detroit, in like you know the seedy part of town in a dry county or it's not, not even a dry county it's like this weird <laughs> thing where you can't buy beer but you the only like the beer fridge is locked the wine fridge was locked but you could still buy Zima. So we're sitting in a hotel we don't want to be in in a shitty part of Detroit <laughs> drinking Zima and I'm like I'm drinking Zima this is the worst day ever. Give me another one. You always gotta come prepared. You always you need to. Uh, pack, yeah, I know. Get a. You need pack to pack up. some. You need to pack something. Pack different your materials. You need like a flask or something. Yeah, you gonna bring your own. Gotta say hello to Michael L and Tesla Not in the chat room. Uh, we may we may have to ask you guys for a topic later, guys, in the chat room. We still got twenty minutes left in this show, so we 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 may have to uh, land on the chat room if it happens and. Uh, Get you guys to give us a topic to talk Bring about. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We could make our own topics. I, I'm full of topics. I'm just trying to contain myself right here. <laughs> All right, give us a topic. Give us a topic. Well, I don't. ITM, we don't even have to spin the wheel. On your hat about. Oh, we're still on the, the worst trip ever. What, what is was Christina's worst trip ever? Ooh, yeah. Oh well, my worst trip ever. I was going from L.A. to New York, and I had to. Uh, there was change planes in Chicago. And then there was fog. I was landing in Newark Airport, and apparently there was a, a whole bunch, a lot of fog, and so they canceled the flight. And meanwhile, I was trying to get to New York to speak, to get to this thriller writers conference in New York. So then I jumped on the, a plane to Philadelphia, get to Philadelphia, then take the train from Philly to New York, and I finally get uh, to my Airbnb in Manhattan, and it was like this horrible little. I, I get in and then it's like a, a, a made bed, like a loft bed in this tiny little apartment that <laughs> hold on one second. <laughs> in. And I'm like squeezed into this little wooden bed on I had to climb up a ladder into this wooden <laughs> bed and like 
sweltering. There was no air conditioning. Oh. It was like, oh, it was just. And you're up near the ceiling where all the heat is. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And I'm up by the ceiling. There's, a, you know, no air conditioning, this tiny apartment. Oh, it was just like that. You just, you, you win. Worst, I, I wouldn't even do it. I could, I could imagine uh, an Airbnb in, in Manhattan, what it would be. <laughs> Where was this crazy woman? Good. And then she she says, "Oh, and, oh and she's like thrilled that I was a, a writer." So then he then she says, "Oh, here's my memoir. You might want to read, read my memoir." It was of so course. It was about her sexcapades. About a, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about her having her sex life and having sex. And I'm like, "Oh, this is really, yeah, really interesting." <laughs> oh my yeah, I would. I I it. If you're gonna get an Airbnb <laughs> in Manhattan, it's gonna it's gonna cost five arms and a leg. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna get uh, this the sex sexcapade stories from the, <laughs> the sexcapades. And then uh, two days later, I go to visit a friend on Long in Long Island, and then I end up on the return trip, end up leaving my backpack with my laptop in it on the oh, train in no. Long Island. So that sparked a whole other uh, disaster. I'm trying to get my laptop back from the. Long Island Railroad. Mm, good I luck. eventually did get it back. Oh wow, that's a miracle yeah. almost. <laughs> well, Christina it was a telling us story if it had happened in Queens. Oh yeah, I never would have got it back or in Toronto. <laughs> they just keep it. Uh, while Christina was telling us that hilarious story about the Airbnb, my cat threw her uh, old collar at me. Either she's gonna uh, try another escape attempt, or she's uh, saying, "Buddy, come on, this thing's looking a little scraggly." You know, I'm a lady. Give me a proper. Give me a proper. She's she's on the bed, which is behind, behind the. Where is she? There. Oh no, you can't see her. She's <laughs> planning her escape. <laughs> All I want to see her cat. I was I was gonna try to grab her, then she threw her collar at me. <laughs> I I know when to step back. Still got time for a few more spins. Round and round she goes. Where it stops. Nobody. Oh, oh, we almost had sewer chat. Look. Good lord. It's, oh, oh. My god. Oh, what's this? Demographics. Demographics. Man, we don't even have like a, like a you know, like a Chiron for this. Demographics. What's going on with demographics, uh, Dan? I think I think Dan should start with this one. I think so. Yeah. Oh, this is something I've been delving into a lot as I do research for that big series I'm writing, because um, you project the future by learning about what's going on. There's a massive transition happening across the world right now where we're moving from the largest generation by percentage of population in history being the productive taxpaying class, which is the boomers, to the smallest generation by percentage of population in world history being the taxpaying class, which is the Xers. And the fun part of this is that aside from the United States, France, New Zealand, and India, there isn't another developed country in the world besides the U.S. who has millennials. So hmm. every um, financial system that was built on the assumption of population growth which is all of them since world war ii they're all about to collapse wow mm. or, or we got to get these people to start paying taxes <laughs> <laughs> it's just not enough of us 
Do, uh, the, do you know the, what sadly the, I see that as? Hmm. An opportunity. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, we could oh, tighten. No, it gets, so so the the Xers we won't outnumber the Boomers until I am in my seventies. Wow, that's how small my generation is. Mm. It's gonna be interesting. But I, I think that Nick's right. It's an opportunity for a government to maybe tighten the purse strings a bit. I mean, oh, yeah, maybe right. if you have a you know less of a <laughs> you know in intake of tax money, maybe you gotta stop spending like a drunken sailor. You know. Yeah, it's well. Here, here's hoping. But yeah, um, uh, uh, George Friedman and Peter Zion and Peter Turchin have all written amazing books on this topic, and they're really worth looking at. But uh, really, uh, changes it 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 makes a lot of the crazy crap that's going on in the news cycles make a lot more sense. Hmm. There you go. Demographics. Yeah, they're We're changing. definitely an aging world, though. There are some, yeah. you know, populations like in Japan and Italy. They don't. They, their birth rate is yep. uh, way it's beyond you know, terminal. Not going to keep up yep. with the death rate. So yep. you know. Yeah, China it, just hit that inflection point this year. Well, so well okay. Talk about China being a rising power. That's over. Next couple of years, they're going to go like Enron. <laughs> like Enron. <laughs> can, can I give a Can I give a sewer opinion on this though? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um. And so the, the demographics is like statistics, mm-hmm. right? Sort of. Yeah, it's the it's the measurement of population. Okay, so it's a very specific area of. Uh, yeah. If there's less people, then you do get more control. So uh, it, it'll it'll uh, it might also encourage. Well, okay, let's not even talk about control. It might encourage uh, more people to uh, get together and ha- and 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 make whoopee there might be less people around and you're like damn i'm bored i'm gonna have kids it might be like a natural phenomenon that there's a an influx in a wave of uh uh it's mm-hmm. i think we're gonna have a lot of covid babies to be honest well, i mean there's a lot of couples that haven't had much to do they know nowhere to go on a friday but, night and but it hasn't happened netflix and for a year and chill rates gone down instead of <laughs> yeah, there's probably down. even more covid breakups there's there's something called the behavioral sink um yeah. was discovered in mice utopia experiments in the 1920s and 30s which are behavioral sink. i saw the secret in them they they created these uh these environments where the rodents had everything they could possibly need and at that point, their behavior completely degraded. That their uh, social interaction became all about status. They stopped breeding, uh, 